When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get back to those Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones did warn us, and predictably, GM Jerry did nothing at yesterday's trade deadline. Stood pat, happy with 5-2, and two, heading to Philadelphia for the Cowboys' first showdown of the two with the Eagles this season. This is 425 Eastern this Sunday on Fox. So, Richard, you first. Did Jerry just blow any chance of contending for this year's Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know if he blew it. You know, I mean, are you a one guy away from a Super Bowl? Rarely are you. Um, was there an opportunity perhaps to explore some avenues, you know, maybe knock on some doors, maybe make some phone calls and figure out if guys are available? I mean, and specifically guys like Devontae Adams, who had that rough game. You could talk about Devontae Adams coming into Dallas, making immediate impact. Yep. I mean, sure, like you got to at least explore those avenues. So I don't think he ruined any chance at them making it to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure they were going in the first place. Um, So, I mean, they're going to be where they were going to be. But he could have gave them an opportunity to get better as a team, just like every other NFC contender did. You looked at Detroit. They strengthened their offensive line. You looked at uh, Philadelphia. They got Kevin Byard. Uh, You look at San Francisco. They got... Chase Young, you look at Seattle, they got Leonard Williams uh, um, and, they, and, and San Francisco got uh, Randy Gregory. So mm-hmm. you see guys, those are guys that are going to make impacts on this team, on these teams. They didn't play an arm and a leg. Seattle played a little bit more um, for Leonard Williams, but I think Pete was really high on him and he's going to make a huge impact on a defense that's already playing really, really well. Seattle was a team that's going to be dangerous, and I can't wait for that Thursday night game in Dallas because you know who I'm picking. Skip, I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks as I picked, and I think we got a dinner on it. We got a dinner on it. (laughs) I can't wait for that. (laughs) Oh, man. And by the way, Detroit did add Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I've always liked him. I I thought that was a decent move. I know, didn't uh, one of you guys? Richard 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 said they should go get a big receiver. Go get Mike Evans. Okay, Richard, did that help Detroit at all? At least he's a bigger receiver. he's, He's not bad. No, I think, no, it, I think it helps he, him. He, he, he helps. Yeah. Yeah, for sure it helps right. him because they got a quarterback that can deliver the football. He was stuck in Cleveland messing around with it. So now you're in a better place. You're in a winning team. It's yeah. just he'll, he'll show some of the flashes that he showed in Cleveland will be a more consistent basis in Detroit. Now, your question is, did Jerry just blow a chance to contend for the Super Bowl? No, he didn't. No, because they're going to contend just by making it as a wild card in the playoffs, you're going to continue. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the okay. But now we're back to Richard divisional and done, right? Is that I, what you're saying? I, I, all okay. I'm saying is, when you make the playoffs, you're in contention. You're in the okay. tournament. All right. So they're going to get in the tournament, I believe. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it if they'd have lost to the Chargers, Understand. but they beat the Chargers, so I believe they're getting the tournament. Got it. Could it? Could he have kicked the tires on some players that 
may have strengthened certain position groups yeah. on their team. Absolutely. Mm. We talk about the receivers. The problem with the receivers and Devontae Adams and company is their salaries are so high that they're going to eat up a lot of cap, not only this year, but also in the future when you got to pay C.D. Lamb. I can't pay, I can't pay $80 million mm-hmm. in one room meaning as a receiver group. You got Devontae Adams making what he's making, and CD's going to make what he's making, plus Cooks, yep. plus the other backups. You can't do it. And I got to save money for Michael Parsons because mm-hmm. he's going to be the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the league next offseason into the summer. Yep. So you start to look at certain areas. Could they have gone and surrendered a pick to the Chicago Bears for Jalen Johnson? They could have, but they're happy with what they have in the secondary. And depending on whether or not Diggs comes back at 100% when his time comes next offseason, they've done well. So I'm not mad at him. I just think that maybe if there was something that was there, mm. you know, I don't know what the asking price for Derrick Henry was. Yep. Uh, could they have signed Leonard Fournette on the streets to get a big back? Sure. Maybe they looked at it and said, well, yeah. he doesn't have enough gas left in the tank. Yeah. You know, he reminds Agreed. us of Ezekiel Elliott. We mm-hmm. could have just kept Zeke if yeah. we wanted to do. Agreed. Maybe that's some of the things that yeah. you look at. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of Dallas Cowboy people like yourself, you want to see a, 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 a reaction based on what others, as Richard said, did. Seattle got better. Mm. The 49ers got better. Philadelphia got better. Yeah. The Lions got better. You didn't do anything because Jerry said, that we're okay, we're 5-2, and two. we're going mm-hmm. to Philly, we feel good about our team. Yeah. You go into Philly, and you let those acquisitions, like guy like Julio Jones that you say doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. and Kevin Byer, you know, you're afraid of him because he's picked Dak off. Yeah. You let them make some impact plays against the Cowboys mm-hmm. and watch what happens to you on Monday from us. Okay, good. Mm. I'll be here with bells on because I'm going to be a happy camper on Monday. All right, I'm going to give you Jerry's mindset. I'm going to tell you what happened with Jerry Jones the last couple of days in Dallas. He does sit in on the meetings. Do I think Jerry's a really astute football man? I do not. Even though he played college football at a high level, he was a starting guard for a team that won the national championship in 1964 in Arkansas. But he sits in on the meetings and he listens to the analytics people and he listens to the coaches and he listens to Will McClay, he listens to everybody around, and he absorbs these facts. And I'm going to tell you what the facts are right now about the Dallas Cowboys at 5-2. and two. They are second in the NFL in points scored. But, aha, they are number one in the NFC in points scored. That works. Let's look at the defensive side. They are fourth in the NFL in points allowed on defense. But wait a second. They're number one in the NFC in points allowed on defense. Well, that'll work. They're third in yards in the NFL, yards allowed on defense, third in yards allowed. But, oh, wait a second. They're number one in the NFC in yards allowed on defense. Let's look at turnover differential, shall we? They're plus six. Okay, that's fourth in the NFL, but, but it's second in the NFC. And guess who's first? Weirdly, just an aberration, the Tampa Bay Bucks are first in the NFC in, in turnover differential. Dallas is plus six. The Bucks are plus eight, but they're only three and four. So will that last? No. So could Dallas wind up being number one in turnover differential in the NFC? Yeah, sure they could. Okay, so Jerry sits back and says, well, wait a second. We've now won 11 straight games at home. Oh, that'll work. 
And guess what? After Philadelphia, four of the next five are at home. Well, could we win those four? Sure, we could. Well, that, that's going to help. And we're going to Philadelphia, as I told both of you guys yesterday, with a Dak Prescott who is now career eight and two against the Eagles. I can't explain it. He just different Eagles team. Just likes to see I, different I don't know. Eagles I don't team. Know. He's three and one as Dak Prescott at Philadelphia. He's in his comfort zone when he sees green in Philadelphia. So Jerry sits back and says, well, why do I need to respond to Howie Roseman or respond to John Lynch you, or respond to any of these other NFC he teams doesn't. when I'm I'm you know what? I'm sitting in the catbird he seat. He doesn't need to respond. You, yeah. you know why? Do what he does. Yeah. You know why? You know why? Because in your own division that you're not the top dog in anymore, mm-hmm. Howie Roseman exists. Skip, let me give you just a couple Howie Roseman moves that, that have been pretty shrewd. Mm. Do you know the guy, they're 11 from heaven? He wasn't homegrown, Skip. No. He wasn't. Mm-mm. He wasn't. They had to make a call. They went and got they all got day. Him. I Always give you that. open. A.J. Good. Brown. Good move. Huge impact player. All pro. Pro Bowl player. You know, on the other side of the ball, big play slate. Wasn't homegrown, no. Skip. Mm-mm. They had to go and get him. So those are foundational pillars of their championship team. Mm-hmm. They went and got, Skip. They went and got those players. They traded for those players. And those players are a huge part of their future and going forward. So when you say, why didn't he make a move? Why? You make those moves because you can find players that can make your team better, not only immediately, mm. but in the future. So mm. you watched a guy in your own division get his team better. And you said, ah, yeah. I, I see what's going on there. We, and they just went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl last year. You haven't went to the Super Bowl. So clearly, your strategy and the way you've been doing things is not leading you towards the championship you want to get to. Uh, but wait a second. Maybe we beat Philly to the punch because I think Dallas won the offseason because Dallas went and stole a guy you love, Stephon Gilmore, former defensive player of the year, for a fifth-round pick. And Dallas went and stole Brandon Cooks for another fifth-round pick. So Jerry did his deadline deals last offseason. He beat you to the punch both times and greatly strengthened our team and filled two holes. He plugged two holes. He, I, I, I love both yeah, I was of just complaining about Brandon Cooks two weeks ago. Hmm. Now all of a sudden, Brandon Cooks is the answer? Yeah. You saw him but you just complained deep. about him two weeks ago. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Now, now you're good. No, I, I saw him against the Rams. I saw him do what he does. He actually ran past I can see you against the Rams, too. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Well, we Gee. crushed the Gee. Rams. Stop. Yeah, I, know, I know he didn't just compare – you compare all day, always open A.J. Brown's acquisition to Brandon Cooks' nope. acquisition at this point in his career. I know we did okay, not do that. We, we already now, have. I'll give you Gilly. Gilly yes, is he a, did. Gilly is a great player. He, okay. he is a good corner. He's a great corner. He was a former defensive player of the year. There's no question about it. But Philadelphia didn't kick the tires on him because they got two corners that they like. They didn't need Cooks. They got a Devontae Smith. They got an A.J. Brown. Okay. They didn't need to. Y'all okay. needed to. Wait a second. We already have an A.J. Brown that you guys don't love or respect, but his name Ooh. is C.D. Lamb, and all he does is beast as he beasted See, against the Rams. So, first of all, I'm not going to have you sit up here on this show <laughs> mm-hmm. and say we don't respect him. 
I respect right. him. Something I like missing. his. Something I like his ability, Richard. But just there has been something. One, fringy number there, one. Skip. There has been yeah. something missing. Mm. Last week against yeah. the Rams, mm-hmm. they made an adjustment and that's something missing, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is moving him outside, moving him inside, mm-hmm. so he can utilize his talent mm-hmm. yeah. on the outside edge of the numbers and not leaving him in the slot all the time. Okay. Now we got. Uh, uh, evidence of right. him in the red zone running a shake route for a touchdown. We have that evidence. We didn't have that evidence before, Skip. Okay. I'm, I'm Skip, still I'm Skip, good. I can't yeah. wait. Okay. I can't wait to see how you feel when he asks for more money than Tyreek Hill. Then I want to see how you feel. Because I, I want to see how you feel then, Skip. When he asks for more money than Tyreek Hill, well, I want you to say, he deserves it. Give okay. it to him. Because well, I'll be there, Skip. Okay. If you were CeeDee Lamb, would you ask for more money than Tyreek? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. I'm no asking question. for more money than Tyreek. And if you're a Dallas fan, All right. and if okay. you're a Dallas fan, yeah. You're going to tell the truth. that That's when your truth okay, is going to come out. I, whether you believe he's I, a true number one, you're going to say, give him that money. He deserves it. Or are you going to say, mm, Okay, did I not tell the truth when Dak asked for what Dak asked for? I said, no, too much. Not worth it. And Jerry caved so, in in the end and got taken to the cleaners and the bank. And Dak Prescott was overpaid, except when he plays the Eagles. Then he's top five. So, so, does, so Dak Prescott so is overpaid. Is that what you just said? Did I hear you say yes, he's overpaid? Absolutely. I've said it from so the start. So at $40 million dollars and others one. are making 50s and close it. to 60s, well, he was he's when overpaid? He got the, when he got the money, That's he was the market. Overpaid. What okay. do you want to do? Well, it's going to be the same thing with yeah. C.D. Lamb. It's no, just no. going to be does the market. CD, does C.D. deserve more than Derrick Hill? Because that's the market. No. I oh, he would, did. So you, you don't I, think I, he? So okay, you don't Tyrese, think your top receiver deserves okay, to be the highest paid okay, he, receiver in the National Football League? You said no. He's the greatest deep threat I've ever seen. So no, I, no, that's not, I, I didn't ask away. you anything about deep threat. Okay. I'm gonna rephrase the question okay. again. Right, well, I'll answer the guy for the Dallas Cowboys. Your top receiver yeah. does not, in your eyes, deserve to be the highest paid receiver but in the no, league. No, nobody does. Oh, okay. nobody does but, deserve but to be. Lamb does. is top five. Top five. You guys don't even. Richard thinks he's a fringy number one. Like he's not even top twenty. So you still so answer you're, the question. Okay, so I, did. Gonna, I said he's I'm top gonna, five. <laughs> okay, I'm being honest so, with so, you. Okay. So you're saying Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You're saying he's Mike Kevin. You're saying God. You know? You're saying all day, always Stephon open. Diggs. AJ Brown. They're all the. Stephon no, Diggs. I'll, I'll these take are, my man. I'll take my man. You'll you see it Sunday. You take your guy over those guys. You'll see it Sunday oh, at Philadelphia. Okay. And by the so, way, I'm going to be honest so about this. I will give you this. I was hoping against hope for Derrick Henry because I don't think Tony Pollard is healthy yet, and it scares me, will he ever, a la Chase Young, get completely healthy because he had a career-threatening injury at San Francisco in the playoff game. Is he running the way he did last year? Does he have the same burst? I don't see it. So we are lacking a little bit of power football, even though Rico Dowdle is a load to deal with when he runs between the tackles. But again... I don't know what, Der- what so, they were so, asking for Derrick Henry. Was it a second that so, they might have been asking for a first? Skip, would I have taken him? Sure, I would have taken so, him. So, Skip, mm-hmm. you are admitting to me and Richard mm-hmm. you needed to get better is what you're admitting no, to. No, I said if No, 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 no. That's not what you just said, Skip. I just gave you all the stats you of why said, we're the best in the NFC. You said we're sitting there. that Tony yeah. Pollard is 
not healthy. You would have liked to have gotten Henry. So that's telling us, that's telling us you wanted to get better. Okay. You wanted to get better like the other three teams in the conference. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. But but when we talk about depth of pass rush, where the 49ers are desperate to the point of being panicky with their pass rush, we got the best one in football. I've told you that from day one because we have the deepest pass rush in football because it starts with Micah. He's playing at a higher level than Nicholas John Bosa is or anybody in Philadelphia is. And all of a sudden, it's DeMarcus is Lawrence is and he? it's Dorrance Armstrong. Is he? And is he? And Dante Fowler and it's Sam Williams. And, and it's, I can just, oh, Diggy Zua. We are loaded with pass rushers. Ours works. San Francisco's doesn't. We good. Now you're good. good. So you don't need to upgrade nothing. We're good. So you're good. Mm-hmm. You didn't need a running back. Yeah. You didn't need a big time. Okay, but I you're told good. you from the start, we'll go as far as our defense will carry us. And it's carried us to five and two with all the stats saying we are atop the NFC. And we will show you that on Sunday at Philadelphia. Did you see the teams y'all played in the NFC, man? Yeah. Come on, man. Stop. Rams, after you told me for three weeks, the Rams are dangerous. Okay, I might tell you anything. Yeah. You going to believe it just because I say it? We crushed Come on, you smarter than that, Skip. We crushed the Giants. We crushed Belichick. That's what we do. We if, you crush, if you crush Philadelphia, <laughs> if you crush Philadelphia, I give you a lot of credit. If you get crushed by Philadelphia, Skip, yeah. Yeah. ooh, I'm going to tell you. Huh. Anybody want to give me we gonna points? We're going to take – we're going to – now you want points. Well, you, give me points. No points. You, you guys are making the case. When you grew up betting, Skip, you didn't bet on no damn points. It was either win or lose. And then it's points, though. Me? Everybody. Yes. Yeah. No. Skip, the sudden, number one team man, in the NFC and all these categories you need points? Wait a second. When I'm you in high points? school, I'm betting with bookmakers. All I'm doing is betting points. Are you kidding Oh, yeah. I grew up in a different neighborhood I, than I, I you for, grew up in. I forgot y'all was running numbers back then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Up next, we got to get to the NBA because there was a showcase game late last night on national TV. I saw Wimby displaying early clutch gene against KD. That's next. I knew you were going to say it. No mercy. No mercy. Another big national TV showcase for Victor Wembanyama. This one on TNT last night at Phoenix against Kevin Durant and the Suns, who led by 20 midway through the third quarter, yet lost 115 to 114 as Keldon Johnson and Wimby helped the Spurs outscore the Suns 33 to only 18, 33 to 18 in the fourth quarter. Richard, what are you seeing early on from Wimby? I'm seeing a guy that's being patient. He's taking his time. He's, he's letting the game come to him. He's not forcing things. Um, <clears throat> I'm seeing a coach that's smart with his minutes and smart how he's utilizing him, a guy that's playing hard and a guy that has tremendous impact defensively, and he has things that will continue to travel well. Uh, his defense, his effort level is there. He's a fun guy to watch. And, and it was really fun to watch the matchup with him and Kevin Durant last night because you, could, you, you, you hear about the similarities, but, you know, he's obviously – even taller and in longer limbs than even Kevin Durant. But, uh, but, but Kevin, you know, he got an up-close-and-personal view of Wimby, and Wimby got an up-close-and-personal view of Kevin Durant and what makes him great and what has made him great in the National Basketball Association for as long as he's been in it. Um, but I think he's going to be a fun talent to watch. I just, I just hope people give him time to develop and don't, don't put other people's expectations on him. You know, people will talk about – the success LeBron had early and, and what, you know, and they'll always kind of 
put the next person's expectations on him instead of being patient and just enjoying this kid's development. Yeah. His development is on track. Uh, when I look at him, Skip, and, and running the floor and playing defense, and, and not even playing defense as hard as you might think because his size allows the shot trajectory to change no matter what. Oh, he puts that long paw up there, and a fingertip is a block shot. He had four blocks last night. Um, so as time goes on, he's only going to get better. As they surround him with better players, and he really gets a true understanding of the NBA game. Because remember, he hasn't really played this type of basketball. So it's a little bit different. It's a growing process. And like Richard said, the expectations. I'm not worried about the expectations because I think over time, as long as Pop is there as a the head coach, He'll bring him along slowly, just like he did with Tony Parker and Ginobili and all the rest of the guys he's coached. Kind of just bring him along. In the next two to three years, we'll be talking about something different. He needs to gain a little weight to me. Mm. He needs to stop turning the ball over. But that, all of those sort of things, I think, will, will work itself out. Um, dude is just, I mean, what can you say? You marvel at a dude that size shooting threes? Like, I've never, I've right. never seen, like, Kevin Durant, was a guy that you saw and said, why is he shooting threes? He's so damn tall. You need to be driving to the lane. But the skill set is there. And once he, once he really learns the NBA game, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Mm. Okay. I'm going to restate what I first guessed on this. From moment one, I still cannot understand why at seven feet four and eight feet long, Wimby just goes and camps on the perimeter every offensive possession. I've never seen anything like it. I, I hark back to the early days of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Keyshawn, you and Richard obviously grew up watching Cap play for the Lakers. I saw him play at UCLA. I, I even saw clips of him playing at Power Memorial High School in New York. And, and again, he was freakishly tall. Kareem was at 7'2"-ish. I yeah, 7'2". Seven seven two. Two. And yet... Did Kareem ever go to the pre- – never. He just camped in the lane because nobody could stop him. But that I don't, was a game, I, I don't, man, though, Skip. That was a game. No, it wasn't a game. That I mean, was a game. I mean, it's not the game four, now. They're shooting, okay. they shooting from the logo these okay. days. We've had four straight big guys win MVP in this I, league. Yeah, I, mean, I understand you, you, you that. You see how and they're, 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 and they're, Joe LB shoots from the three, too. Occasionally, he's a big man that can shoot threes. terrorize you in the post. And Wimby will not post up much at all and he is always guarded by quote-unquote little guys the opposing center rarely guards Wimby because why, why should you waste him you want your center back in the lane so at some point he's got to quit falling so in love with the three he made two of six last night but he's had some overs against Houston he was over six I, I he that's his favorite shot and I want to see him go punish people Eric Gordon was guarding him in the first half last night Eric Gordon's about Six five ish, maybe, maybe six four, six five. And I'm saying, Wimby. So you just want him to hold the ball up like this? No, no, no. Just go down the lane and just say, "Give me the damn ball." Didn't you say that once upon a time? But just give me the damn ball. You, you can shoot little baby I, hooks I, over I, Eric Gordon. Nobody could stop you. I they couldn't it. stop Kareem in the lane. He dominated college basketball at UCLA because nobody could. They just lobbed it into him, and he's just shooting little baby sky. But hooks, in this right? game of the yeah. NBA, mm-hmm. you could do math. Three is greater than two, okay, man. I, I got That's it. not but what they do. if you can do. make twos regularly, you're going to win championships. If you can make twos. Yeah, but you if, your, if your rear yeah. end, if somebody, if, 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 I don't know, let me just use P.J. Tucker. If he's guarding him and he's pushing him out of there mm-hmm. because his rear end has no weight on it, then you taking him away from his strength. Yep. His strength, obviously, is facing the basket. 
It's not with his back to the basket. Facing the basket from right. beyond the three-point line? Because that's what I mean, usually skip, happens. Skip, that's the evolution of the game. Oh. I mean, it's just like the national – it's like, it's like yeah. football. Football, you used to – championship football was run the ball and play good defense. Now you got quarterbacks that throw it 45 yeah. times a game. That used to be – it used to be unheard of. It, it, yeah. Everything evolves. This Trust is evolved. Steph this. Curry, this is – Every Steph time Wimby catches it beyond the three-point line, the defense is like, Huh, we can deal with this because you can't deal with him in the post because he's just too but, long but, but, and agile. But he puts the ball on the floor and he gets mm -hmm. to the rim. Yeah. You want him with his back to the rim. And he's he, not a back-to-the-rim guy, Skip. Get, why not? Because that's not what he's been doing. No, I don't You've got to give him time care. if I, you want him I, to I know develop. how you do this, and you can do this. Nobody can Come stop Come on, Coach. That. Nobody can stop I understand that. what you're yeah. saying based oh, on his length and his size. Yeah. But – you also got to understand, okay, so if his back is to the rim and he's going mm -hmm. up against the Joker, mm -hmm. the Joker is, is, you know, he's not the greatest defender in the world, but he's probably, he probably outweighs this kid by 75 pounds. Jokers aren't guarding yeah. him. But, little, but, little guys are guarding him. Yeah, oh, but oh, I'm saying night, when you oh, get yeah, because he's guarded not in the him through the first half. Okogi oh, guarded him. Because he's not in the What's lane. Because so Skip, skip. If he goes uh, in the lane and posts up like you're, they're going to find him. They're going to yes. be guarding him yeah. in that point. So yes. the reason they're getting those matchups is because he's on the perimeter. And then you run two at him and blitz him. Uh -huh. When you run in two at him, now he's got to kick back out yeah. and hope you got a shooter out there. Okay, so let's right. take a quick look at the first half when he struggled against Kevin. And Kevin said, watch this, Rook. I'll, I'll show you who's right. Kevin Durant here. This is an early steal by Kevin Durant over in the corner. If we could start with this one, this is early in the game. And again, Wimby does turn the ball over too much because he dribbles a little too high. But how can you not dribble high when you're seven feet, four inches tall? But he's second in the NBA in turnovers. So he, he got the ball. He got his pocket picked by Kevin there. Now let's go to Kevin. Kevin's shot of the night was like a step back baseline jumper over Wimby at full extension. Wimby goes straight up with him and timed it. And Kevin got the shot off up all over Wimby and made it. That was the shot of the night for Kevin Durant. Then Kevin got a running start dunk on him on an inbounds. This is another look at that. Kevin got a running start dunk on Wimby. And again, he had the advantage because, you, you, again, you got, you're in motion. But he just dunked on him, left-handed dunked on him, and got away with it. But Wimby came right back down on the other end, if we could see this. <clears throat> and Wimby says, okay, I'm going to put my head down <clears throat> this time, and I'm going to take it in and just go left-handed on Nurkic. No, I'm sorry, it was on Eubanks. It's 6'9 Eubanks, and he kind of threw it in left-handed. Outside left of the arc is yeah. crazy. Yeah, he kind of just threw it, and it was kind of weird. Okay, now let's, let's go to the end of the game, and Wimby has proven to me against Houston late in the game and then last night, he is clutch. He is not afraid. In fact, he seems to get more energy late in games where it's like do get out of the way and give me the ball and he makes this shot that was a big shot because that cut it to um, to three at that point and then now we've got the if we can do the inbounds play here this is Wimby and Kevin does not block him out we're gonna have to see that probably one more time this, this is what happens and Kevin says okay the ball is going to be inbounded Okogie hits Kevin and Keldon Johnson just just rips it right out of his hands. It could have been a foul, but they're not going to call it. And that was the game winner. So watch what happens in this play again. Kevin just doesn't block Wimby out. He just lets him run right past. Well, you can't do that. that that's okay, the game. So what, so what that's you, the game. So what are you getting at, Skip? Because you're getting at something. Right. No, I'm not Go getting on right and get at what you want to get at. Okay. 
Because you keep saying he's clutch, he's this at the end. Yeah. What are you trying to say? No, I'm trying to say that Kevin didn't block him out or they would have won the game. Because so he, he are you trying to say like Kevin him. is not clutch? Is no, that what you I'm saying Kevin, to? once again, we, as we saw against well, the Lakers. Well, he didn't block him out because his back was turned. He, he didn't even realize okay, he was going to come remember, down the lane. There is no book. There is no Beal. And Kevin has to do everything. And he runs out of gas. And he looked like in the fourth quarter he was running on him. So he ran, he ran yeah. out of gas yeah. because he'd block a guy out who's nine feet okay. tall. Hey. who comes down the lane with hey. his back turned, that, and then he gets Keyshawn, trapped in the you, corner, you, you, and the ball's you, you taken know, from him. You, you know basketball. He, he, he you, ran you, out of gas. You have to just turn and glance and see. But he's, looking, seven, he's looking at the shot. Yeah. He's waiting you for the board to You have to block him out. You have to. That's and how horrible. am I going to block anybody that's out that's horrible. nowhere around me? That's horrible. That's he's not basketball. even anywhere around him. He is, too. He's by by. He's guarding him. He's guarding him. You block the man out, you're guarding Oh, you know this up. better. Oh, stop it. Now you're arguing against air. I'm not arguing. I'm trying to explain to you. Okay. No, because I'm explaining to you because I know. I see what you're doing. I'm not doing That's anything. That's why you showed a Kevin little clip of him getting blocked out trapped Wimby. in the corner. You're going to let Wimby just go, just lay it back in? Really? Skip, With the game skip, on the Wimby line? Wimby was almost at the three-point line. Tall, no, man. you block him out. You, he's your guy. That's how you do it. That's how you play basketball. You block him I out. I can't it's, block a dude out if I don't see him. Oh, stop. He's your guy. My You're back right. just, I just oh, turned my back. It. This is silly. When the this ball was silly. in the air, Skip. All right, and inbounds to Kevin, and he lets Kellen Johnson just come right around his back and rip the ball out of his hands. So, when he. Even, <laughs> even Kevin said after the game, I should have protected the basketball. Yes, he had yeah. the ball here. He didn't know the dude was going to come from behind him and rip it out. Okay, but you got to see right. him. He's Kevin bleeping Durant. I told okay. you he was headed somewhere. All right, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't have to I, head anywhere. I, I think we saw it, yeah. and we saw it. They lost yeah. to the Spurs. Wimby. They were up Wimby. 20 with seven minutes left in the third quarter, and they lost to the Spurs because they don't have Book and Beal. If they have Book and Beal, that, that could be a 40-point game. Yeah, they just, they just lost by 40 to the Clippers the other night. Yeah. Um, so you're right. Uh, but they didn't lose by 40. They came back and won. But – I mean, I, I hear the point you're making about the box out. I mean, technically, it's fundamental. You, you do that. But he's, he got a foot on the three-point line. That's not necessarily what you're thinking in that scenario when a guy got a foot on the three-point line like he's going to close the, the gap and get the offensive rebound and put it back up. I, I mean, that's not what I would be thinking, but I'm, I'm not a player in the NBA. I'm not an all-NBA player like Kevin Durant is. But, I mean, give him credit. Give him credit. He played well down the stretch. Mm. Um, they played well as a team. Yep. Uh, Phoenix took their foot off the gas. They deserved a victory. That's a yep. big win for them. They're 2-2. Two and two. Phoenix has to get healthy. Um, and I don't think Phoenix is concerned at all. But it's a great win for San Antonio. Yeah, guys, it's, a, it's a growing win for San Antonio. Remember what the Lakers did on opening night to Phoenix with just Kevin and no book and no Beal? Remember what happened in the well, fourth we had quarter? To, we had to play LeBron to win you, the game. You did, and you won 33-19 to 19 in yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah, we had to bring LeBron in to win the yeah. game. Last night they lost 28-11 to 11 at home in the fourth quarter. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. And so you're trying to say that it's because it's the fourth quarter, Kevin Durant is not good in the well, fourth quarter no, is what he, you're trying to say. He's been very clutch, but he's running running out of gas without his two Okay, that may it, and that may be the yeah. case. Mm -hmm. That may be the case. Maybe yeah. maybe they get in the fourth quarter and the shots aren't falling and yeah. things aren't happening and if he had the two players out there with him it would be a different fourth quarter. Yeah. Does it take anything away from him though? Mm. It okay. just doesn't. LeBron I mean, James rested and came back in the fourth quarter. Mm. KD played basically the yeah. entire game, played 38 minutes. Once upon a time, Kevin Durant would not have allowed that last night. Once upon a time, no, he would not. KD got to be tired of this.
Yeah. In Brooklyn, his two superstars were injured and left him hanging. And in, <sighs> Phoenix, in Phoenix, his two superstars is leaving him hanging. I mean, he got to be tired of being left as the only one out there yeah. putting it on the show. I would agree I mean, with I that. would be. Yeah. It's All right, up guy. next, we go back to the Raiders. Josh McDaniels out. And the next Raiders head coach should be dot, dot, dot. We debate. Richard Sherman. Yeah. Sign me up. No mercy. No mercy. Josh McDaniels fired on Halloween night. Antonio Pierce will serve as interim coach the rest of the season. Owner Mark Davis says he will begin a quote-unquote comprehensive search for a new head coach after the season. So, Richard, if you are Mark Davis, your top target to be the next head coach of the Raiders would be... Uh, Skip, I want to say Eric Bieniemy, but I don't know if I want this situation for Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> um, okay. because it's a, it's a, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. Now you got some good players, but you don't know what you're going to do with 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 Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah, you you seem to have a, a solid offensive line. You got Devontae Adams, but you got a lot of unhappy guys. Your defense plays pretty solid at times. So I'm saying that there are pieces there where, where a good coach could probably turn this into a playoff team. Obviously, they were a playoff team, uh, but it's just it seems tumultuous right now. But maybe Josh McDaniel getting out of there, um, Mick Lombardi getting out of there. Um, you, you'll start to see things come back together for this team and just look more cohesive and, and look more like a team. Uh, but I, I, otherwise, I would say be with you and say, uh Dion, get up and go and bring your son and let's draft your son let's and let's, let's yep. start going. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that's what they're going to do. I, I, I would say Eric Bieniemy deserves a shot and this will be as good of a shot as any. And, and okay. it's about that time. All right. You know, you, you, you talk about coaches, right? And you say, well, who's the perfect situation? Well, let's just start with Antonio Pierce. Let's start with Antonio Pierce, who's there who the building likes. And I mean by the building, I'm talking about the players inside that building, the yep. locker room. Agreed. They like him just as much as they like Rich Passaccia, who, in my opinion, should still be the head coach of the Raiders to this day. So AP knows how to coach. He understands players. He played in the league. He won a Super Bowl. He, he gets it. He's never been a head coach in the NFL yep. level, but many guys have never been head coach. Nick Serio was never a head coach, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Super Bowl. So let's start there. Then you talk about EB. Eric B. Enemy opportunity presents itself. Maybe it's not the right fit, but at least he can get the interview. Let's see how that goes. Then when you start talking about other guys, microwaving guys, right, maybe you want to reheat a coach that had some mild success at once upon a time who's yep. sitting on the sidelines now in a Rex Ryan that you say, okay, we might want to go this direction. Maybe. And then, as always, obviously, the name is Deion Sanders is going to pop up. That's just the reality of it. They're going to have a high pick, okay, of some sort. There's, his son is a quarterback. They desperately need a QB yep. in the worst way mm-hmm. over the next couple of years. He's young enough to continue to develop. But does Deion want to take on the Raiders and the organization and uncertainty and all of what comes with that? And then... The last candidate of all candidates, as I've always said, follow the Pete Carroll model. You know what the Pete Carroll model is? Once we get in a little heated trouble, 
I need to run back to the NFL. Ah. And that's Jim Harbaugh <laughs> and the Michigan Wolverines. Look, and, and he's a former coach at the Raiders, a quarterback coach. Some time ago, he was a quarterback coach there. So he has a little familiarity with the organization, and he wants to get back into the NFL in the right situation. It's perfectly set up for him, right? Michigan looks like it's getting ready to get into a whole lot of trouble. So why not kick the tires on him? Why not? Okay, I'm going to go back to Richard's first suggestion of Eric Bieniemy. I have high regard for him. I think he's a quality human being. I think he's a tough guy, and I don't think he got enough credit for what he was doing for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City to both of your points over the last few days on this show. It is now coming clear as Patrick struggles a little bit. I'm not saying he struggles mightily, but it doesn't look the same in Kansas City. It's possible because Tyreek's not there. I know they got away with it last year. They're not getting away with it quite so much this year. My pet peeve about the sport you guys played is it's hard for me to know whether a coordinator who just runs one side of the ball or calls plays for one side of the ball, if, if he is born to be a CEO of a, of a corporation, if he's to be a commanding officer of a football team, I have not been around Eric, so I don't know how he would be as a commanding officer of a football team. But I'm going back now to Keyshawn's first point. I do know Antonio Pierce because I work closely with him on first take at ESPN. Day after day after day, I was around him. I had many long football talks with him. Antonio has leadership oozing out of him. He has high qualities as Southern California guys. You guys know it. Richard, did you cross his path? I don't know if you... He's a little before your time. I didn't cross time. him. Yeah, okay. A little bit before me. But, but again, Keyshawn grew up around him because they're, yeah. again, Southern California. I can't remember where. He, he's, he's out of Compton, I think, yes. Antonio is. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, he's just ahead of you a little bit, Richard. But the point is, mm -hmm. Antonio can command a room to me because he did win a Super Bowl. And, and to Keyshawn's point, I will bet you that locker room believes in him. 100%. And I will bet you they will fight for him. And I will bet you they will start to make a case, as they did for Rich Bisaccia, that he should be not only interim, that he should get that tag removed, and at some point he should be the next head coach of the Raiders. I also believe that a quote-unquote minority owner, Tom Brady, is going to have big input into this. And I don't know which way Tom would want to go on all the names you threw out there, Keyshawn. The Harbaugh is going to come into play. Look, there, there are two franchises in this league that have real mystique to them, and they are Dallas and the Raiders. Those are the two to me. And you guys grew up in part with the Raiders here in Los Angeles. But if I'm Deion Sanders, I look at those two as I belong one of those two places, probably in Dallas. I would rather – it just feels like Deion was born to coach the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has a coach, him. man. They have a coach, and they're, right now mm. we're, we're – in a good spot. So maybe that's not in the cards. But could this be in the cards? Would Dion like to be Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, yeah. Would it work? Sure it would. Could he get Shadur there? I don't know. That's probably a long shot, but I, I love Shadur in pro football. I again I, I'm I'm leaning that he could be even a little better than Caleb Williams. That's just me because I love what I've seen so far when he gets no protection and and he's still throws parties on people. It, it is it's yeah. certainly intriguing yeah. to think that that Dion could coach the Raiders and be in the yeah. National Football League. That name is going to be a name. There's it no question be. about it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked at all if no 
in the middle of the night, somewhere in the United States, Agreed. there's a meeting in an airport hangar somewhere between <laughs> the Raiders and Prime. I, I agree. Look, and, and as far as being a head coach, uh, Skip, mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with both sides of the ball. This is why you have an offensive mind and a defensive mind. You allow a defensive coach to do his deal. Yep. Just look at Kyle Shanahan. He's mm-hmm. had successful defenses because his focus is offense. Look totally. at Sean McVay. Offense. I got good defenses. I hired Wade Phillips. Now I got Raheem Morris. I had Brandon Staley. He went on to be head coach because my focus is on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. So for Eric the enemy, his focus is the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Hire the right defensive-minded coach, the yep. right special teams coach. Then – you you have experience presenting to large groups yep. because you present to the offensive side of the ball. Yep. All you're doing is adding the rest of the team when you are having post-game conversations or halftime conversations or the Monday conversation after a game. You're just adding extra bodies. Yep. That's all you're doing. And then you break up an individual. Offense goes one way. Defense goes another. Special yep. teams goes another. So I'm not worried about that at all when it comes to first-time head coaches being able to do it because Josh McDaniels, again, I must say this, he's had two jobs, man, two, and has failed at both, and in both jobs, he got fired before the season was even over. Yep. So right. if this dude continues... Got, still got, I think he still almost got four years on his contract. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so think about it, though, Richard. If he can get a job... Why can't EB or why can't Prime Very or why can't Steve Wilkes yep. hold on to a job? Yep. Okay. Last name. Oh, why I'm can't gonna, Jim yeah, Caldwell get another? No, there's another one. Oh, yeah. There's another one. All right. Last name I'm going to throw out, and I do not want to lose him. But listen, Richard knows this. Dan Quinn can coach, and he is coaching mm-hmm. his tail off on my defensive side of the ball in Dallas. He was up 28-3 to in a Super Bowl over Brady and Belichick, and you know what happened. But I have been shocked we have been able to hang on to him, and I still don't know how Jerry manages to keep Dan Quinn in-house and in place when he's, I don't know, he's been the target of four or five different teams over the last two or three years. The most most important thing, Skip, is the owner. It is. Who am I working for? Mm -hmm. Like, what type of owner am I working for? Yeah, he's interviewed for jobs, but is it the right fit? You know, That's because it. Jerry going to pay him whatever to stay. Yeah, whatever but it is, is it the right him. fit? Is it the right owner? Yep. Is the owner going to stay out the way? Is he going to allow me to do my deal? Yep. And if that's the case, maybe that's the right fit. But if you got a meddling owner, Skip, I got it. Nobody, it's like, nah, I'm good. Good point. Dan, Dan Quinn is a motivator of men, is definitely a head coach. It's just not the flashy play. And everybody these days want to go with these flashy offensive coordinators. Yep. That's flashy. Oh, it's cute. They run these cute offenses instead of the right pick. And that's the problem. That's yep. what the Denver Broncos did. They went with Sean Payton because Sean Payton's pedigree. They were even willing to trade a first-round pick to the New Orleans Saints instead of just signing Dan Quinn. And so, okay, that's what you go with. I think Dan Quinn is the perfect fit in L.A. if they make a move. Okay. But that's just a story for a different All day. Right. All right. We have covered lots of bases.